Praise God. Let's look at our Apostles' Creed and make our faith confession in our belief in this year. And this is what this ministry believes. And <clears throat> let's go ahead on and, and say it along with me. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. Was He ascended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven. He's seated at the right hand of God. The Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Catholic Church. The communion of saints. The forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen and amen. Again, we want to make sure that when we say the, the, the Holy Catholic Church, remember the word Catholic means universal. And so we are a body of believers, universal around the globe. Amen. We just one part of the body. Amen. And so anywhere the word of God is being taught and they have these fundamental beliefs, we are part of them. Amen. And so whatever good that they're doing for the kingdom of God, we need to be rejoicing. We need to be uh, cheering them on. Amen. So that they don't quit. Praise God. Amen. We have an enemy and uh, he wants us to quit. Amen. So let's open up with our foundation back foundation scripture that we normally open up with uh, in first John chapter 5 and verse 4 these of we want to keep these scriptures before you so that you don't lose sight of them remember the theme of this year is that what for whosoever or whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith so we have already overcome the world because we are born of God. Boy, that's powerful. Amen. And when you start looking and start, in uh, uh, case you go to Galatians chapter 2, look at verse 20, uh, 16 and then verse 20. When you think about that I'm a whatsoever, I am born of God, and I overcome the world. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Notice here in Galatians 2.16, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. He's justified how? By the faith of Jesus Christ. How are we justified? By what? The faith of who? Not your mama, not your daddy, huh? Not Big Papa, right? Not the pastor. Right? No. How often when we were 
you know, even in word circle, we wanted to have faith like Brother Hagen. We wanted to have faith like Brother Copeland. We wanted to have faith like T.L. Osborne. We wanted to have faith like Marilyn Hickey or Joyce Myers. All of these people were, you know, they're great. Amen, McPherson. They, they're great and whatnot, but guess what? They had the same faith. Their faith was in Jesus. They just learned to develop their understanding so that the faith of Christ could be made known around the globe. We, too, having the same spirit of faith as 2 Corinthians 4.13. We, too, having the same spirit of faith. Therefore, we speak and believe. That's what, that's what faith is. Faith is a, is a speaking, you are a speaking species. Amen? And so here, so knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ. So the only way that you could be justified or another way of saying the only way you could be made righteous is by the faith of Jesus Christ. Wow. I mean, think about it. You don't even have to do anything. No effort on your part. Huh? No outward effort on your part. No mental disposition on your part. All you're doing is partaking. Of his faith. You're partaking of what he's already has. You're a partaker. Uh, yeah, look, say it out there with me, saying, I'm a partaker. Yeah. See, we're partakers of the faith of Christ. And because you are a partaker of the faith of Christ, huh? So look what he said. That we notice this. We, even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. That means you're not, you're, the, we should not be under the burden of our own salvation. See, when you could try to live by the law, that means you're putting burden on you to perform. The burden of your salvation is not on you. It's on him. It's what he did. I'm piggybacking on him. I'm a partaker. Glory to God. Yeah. Man, it's good. You know, that's a whole word, piggyback. Y'all young folk don't know nothing about that. <laughs> Y'all catching up, though. <laughs> So, notice this. So, he said, even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified or made righteous by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall what? No flesh be what? Oh. So, you might as well divorce the works of the law. And come on over to grace. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Why try to, why try to, it's not that the law is imperfect. Go to Galatians 2.20, Casey. It's not that the law is imperfect. The law is not partial. 
The law is not forgiving. The law, say if you violate something, the judgment of it, man, it's severe. Glory to God. But God manifests himself in the flesh, gave us this new dispensation called grace so that we can now. Amen. Walk in the perfection of what Jesus did. Now, because Jesus upheld the law, now we too have upheld the law because we are where? In him. Glory to God. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but who? Christ liveth in me. That's the key that you want to understand. That's what you want to meditate on. That's what you want to focus on. That's what you want to envision yourself. Christ liveth in me. Huh? When something is living in you, then you begin to act on it. You begin to walk with it. Right? I mean, it's just like, you know, if you had a cold, it's, it's living in you. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's not a good example, but, you know, you can, we all understand about a cold. So now that you are born again, you got Christ in you. So you're living your life with Christ in you. The life you live, you're living it with Christ in you. The one that justified, the one that made you righteous, the one that made you a world overcomer, the one that given you the victory, the one that put you in a place that you can't be defeated. Boy, that's worth y'all coming tonight. Right there. I can go get me a bucket of Popeye's fried, not Popeye's, some church's fried chicken. Not that Popeye's. <laughs> so in the life which I now live in the flesh, you said you got me some sausage. <laughs> Excuse me, y'all. <laughs> in the life which I now live in the flesh, I live how? By the faith of the Son of God. It's important that you understand that. And the life which I now live in the flesh, in this body, in this mental disposition, I live by the faith. By the faith. Not my faith. By his faith. His faith is perfect. Huh? His faith, when it connects to the sick, it heals. When it connects to the disease, it makes whole. When it connects to those that are demon-possessed, it delivers. When it connects to those that are in poverty, he is prosperity. It increases abundance. That's the life you got living inside of you, share. Mm. What you going to do with that? The life that I now live in the flesh. How? I live how? By the faith. Everybody say, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. So you don't have to be concerned about somebody loving you. God loves you. Man. And he proved that love. He wouldn't let you stay in that state. A mindset, that condition in your body. 
Hmm? He made it available that you can change. Glory. Yeah, 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 yeah. What you say, huh? All right, in case you go to Mark chapter 11, and look here at verse 22. I'll pick this up from what I did this morning in my uh, online school. And Jesus answered, said unto them, have what? Faith in God. Why would he say that? Go back to verse 21. And Peter, calling to remembrance, said unto him, Master, Behold, the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. Hmm? Isn't it amazing how someone get up from a bed of cancer, a deathbed, or whatever it may be, and people are amazed. This is how we live. Huh? This is how we live. This is an everyday occurrence for us. Right? To heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. Hallelujah. Amen. All the devils that was in here just ran out. <laughs> and Peter called into remembrance and said unto him, Master, Behold, the fig tree which you curse is withered away. Notice what he, notice the personal pronoun. The fig tree which you curse. Notice Jesus' response was. Notice he didn't take any accolades for himself. Notice what he said in the next verse. Have faith or have the faith of God. Hmm? You see it? Have faith in God. Why? I'm born again. So you and I can have faith in God because what? We are born again. There's no such thing as that I can't overcome a crisis. There's no such thing. There's no such thing I can't overcome a illness. There's no such thing as I can't overcome oppression. The best part is not to ever get it. There's no such thing as I can't, be, you know, I can't overcome an eating disorder. I don't care what it may be. Christ in me. Jesus said, have faith where? In God. Now, the connector to your faith of the faith of Christ in you is knowing that you were not justified in something you did. You were justified in the, what Jesus Christ did. Put that back up again, Casey. Galatians 2.16. I want you to see this again. I want you to go home and at night I want you to be thinking on that scripture. I want you to jump up 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning and say, Whoo! I'm justified. Amen. <laughs> and they had this movie called uh, 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 Now they all were thieves But <laughs> I probably shouldn't even tell y'all that But it, it, what, what it was called uh, The Italian something The Italian what? Yeah And uh, uh, 
And that old boy, he was he was he he was a computer whiz, and uh, he created this software. Somebody stole it, but you know he was put it back. And here it is. He was calculating all of this gold in these trucks or whatnot. And then when he figured that out, that it was over twenty-seven million dollars, he said, "Whoo!" And everybody looked. He said, "I." I caught the Holy Ghost. I said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. But notice this. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law. See? But how? By the faith of Jesus Christ. See, we're talking about faith, what faith is for righteousness sake. And the reason why we're talking about this, because when we say what faith is for righteousness, if you don't walk in that justification, if you don't walk as though your past never existed, you are cleansed in your spirit. Your conscience should be cleansed of dead work. You should have no yoke or bondages holding to you because Christ in you is the hope of glory. Amen. All right. Go back, Casey, to Mark 11, 22. Look at verse 23. Yeah, we are. For verily I say unto you, now when you have faith in God, this is what you can do, Brother John. That whosoever should say unto this mountain, now, this mountain is anything. The reason why it's a mountain, because it's something that's going to take effort. It's something that's saying, I will not move. I will not change. I don't care what the doctor told you. I don't care what your preacher pastor told you. I don't care what that little man up there talking to all that yada yada told you. It ain't going to change. You got to make your mind up. Right? You have to make your mind up and that you're going to make a stand on the word. So Jesus said, notice what he said. This is for those who believe. That whosoever should say. Now he's qualifying the righteous for righteousness sake. You have to not have any guilt. You have to be free from shame. You have to be free from anything that wants to hold you as a hostage, why you can't speak the word of God. Why God would not act upon your behalf. Hmm? Because, it, look, we've all been some places in our life, and the enemy will tell you, well, you know, you don't qualify. You don't qualify because of this, because of that. And if you don't know how to speak the righteous you are not justified in what you do. Your justification came in what Jesus did. You have to be the one to tell the enemy or tell your thoughts, shut up. My justification didn't come by what I do. My justification came by what my Lord did, what he did to you. You're the reason why I'm thinking crazy. Now... That I know that I've been justified. I'm thinking in the right way. I'm thinking in the light of what my Lord gave to me. So if he say to me. That if you say to this mountain. Be removed. And be thou cast in the sea. 
That means that's a place of forgetfulness. And shall not doubt in your heart. See, that's where your conscience come in at. If you have a conscience that's filled with guilt, that's filled with shame. Now, you can't, you can't mess around and, and do things and make your conscience become, you know, uh, untrustworthy. You know, your conscience is there to help you. It's one of the ways that God uses to minister to you and I. But if you keep messing around, ignoring your conscience, then guess what? There's no need for God to be speaking to you through his word because that conscience that he gave you, your conscience was purged. Every time you obey the word, your conscience is being purged from dead work. It's being purged from religion. It's being purged from tradition. It's being purged from self-righteousness. I didn't get one amen. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? So when, you, when your conscience begin to tell you, no, don't do that, don't say that. You may not hear a voice, but you, it, you have a witness. When you start saying something or you start speaking of something and you know that it's convicting you, it's telling you, shut up. Hmm? Stop it. Well, I just got to say what's on my mind. I just got to get this off my chest. <laughs> What's your sweet self? And <laughs> the Holy Spirit trying to help you. Leave that alone. Walk away from that. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I know when he tells me, leave that alone. I don't just keep seeing how close I can get to the edge before I leave it alone. Because guess what? That conviction will lift. Because I'm not willing to listen. Hmm? Like I said, when I was very young, I had a great aunt. She used to always tell me. She said, baby, let your conscience be your guide. Well, I ain't never know that, man. It took all, this, all these many years. For me to understand that. Amen. So Jesus said, if thou will say, you fill in that blank. Whatever it is that's trying to possess you, overtake you, keep you locked down, keep you in a headlock, whatever that is. You have to be the one to say. Because remember, you're the righteous. The righteousness of God Speak it in this wise. But watch this. Put this up for a moment. Uh, Romans chapter 10. And look at verse 5. I think we, we might need to start at verse 4. For Christ is the end of the law. For righteousness to everyone that what? Believe. He's the end. He didn't come. He didn't do nothing to, to walk it. He's the end of the law. He came to establish a new kingdom. Okay. Next verse uh, case. For Moses describes the righteousness which is of the law that the man which doeth those things should live by them. Next verse. Here's a key verse. 
Everybody say, but. Notice it. It says, but the righteousness which is of what? Faith. That means which is of Jesus' faith. You got Jesus' righteousness and you got his faith. Hmm? But the righteousness which is of faith, speak it on this wise. It's getting ready to tell you how to talk. Say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven? Well, who going to go for me? Who going to do this for me? Huh? Keep going, Casey. Or who shall descend into the deep? Christ already did. To bring up Christ again from the dead? It ain't happening no more, Jack. One time is enough. Amen. Now, here we go. Verse 8. But what says it? In other words, you can skip the remaining part of verse 6 and 7 and just go to here. But what says it? The word. I need to show y'all this, what I mean by that. Go back to verse 5, Casey. Uh, yeah, is it? Verse 5. Verse 6. But the righteousness which is of faith, speak it in this wise. Speak it in this wise. Now go to verse 8. The word is nigh thee. This is what he means by the, the righteous of faith, speak it in this wise. The word is nigh thee. Did y'all see what I did? When it says, speak it in this wise, in other words, this is the way. This is the way. So when he says, but what says that the word is what? Nigh thee. Did y'all catch what I did? I need to do it again, huh? Let me do it one more time. Go back to verse 5, uh, Casey. Verse 6. But the righteousness which is of faith... Speak it on this wise. Okay? Forget the rest of verse 6, verse 7, and go to verse 8. The word is nigh thee. This is how the righteous speak. The righteousness of faith speak it on this wise. Notice what he said. He speak it on this, in this, on this wise. The word is nigh thee, it's in your mouth and it's in your heart, that is the word of faith. It's Christ's faith that's in you. So he's telling you how to speak. He's revealing to you how he spoke to that fig tree. Huh? Notice this. That is the word of faith which we preach. Verse 9. That if thou should confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Huh? Now, okay, Casey, okay, so go to Romans chapter 4. My time running out. Romans chapter 4, and look at verse 13. 
Are y'all understanding this? Okay. It'll be on the podcast tonight. Okay, so you can get you can download the podcast and listen to it again. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was what? Not to Abraham or to his seed. How? Through the law. Nope. But how? Through the righteousness of faith. That means faith, our faith is a belief in, in God. Right? Our faith is what? A belief in God. Right? Okay. Verse 16. For if they which are up, no, 16. Therefore, it is a faith that it might be by grace. Can you see that? To the end, the promise that it might be sure to all the seed. Glory to God. That's one seed. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham who is the father of us all. Now, we're getting ready to get into a long, extensive, several days of teaching about Abraham so that I can give you the complete insight of what Abraham did, what made him righteous. What, how was that righteousness imputed unto him? This is a short version of it. Okay, so let's go back and look at uh, Genesis chapter 15. We won't finish it. It'll be a continuation going into Sunday and going into next Monday. I mean, you know, throughout the rest of the week for me. But look at Genesis chapter 1, I mean chapter 15. And these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. How did it come to him? You need to believe in vision. Because vision are still taking place today, okay? Saying, fear not, Abram, I am thy shield, an exceeding great, what? Reward. That means I am whatever you're going to need me to be. What is God doing? The burden of the proof is on God to reveal what is in his hand to get Abraham's attention. And you got to understand. God dealing with a man that, doesn't, that didn't worship him. He was a sun worship. He was an astrologist. He worshiped the moon, the sun. That's what Abraham and his family did. But God used his creation to get his attention. And when he got his attention, then God began to, what, display his plan to bring forth his son so that his son could actually be the substitute for our sin. But God had to have someone, remember we're talking about for righteousness sake. God had to have someone that gave him the legal entrance so that he can enter into the earth to do what? 
to bring forth our righteousness, to bring forth our liberty, to bring forth our freedom. This is why it's so important that you and I as men and women of God understand these concepts. There's not many people understand this, what I'm about to share with you. Now, I didn't share this with, this, with you before in a different uh, lesson, but here we go. So the first thing we see, he, told, he talked to him in a vision and saying to him, Fear not, Abraham, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Think about that. I'm your shield. I'm your protector. I'm your exceeding great reward. I am whatever you're going to need me to be. I am. Verse 2. And Abram said, Lord God, what will thou give me, seeing I go childless? And the stood of my house is this Elzeel of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is my heir. Hmm? And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir. Now, Abram is 75 years old already. Huh? You see how God don't look at your, your physical whatever, use how? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm too old or I'm, too, you know, my mind, you know, I'm, my life is over or I'm whatever. God, none of that moves him. Be honest with you, the more incapable you are of doing for you, the better position you are in for God to move in your life. Huh? So, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this shall not be thine heir, but he that shall be, but he that shall do what? Come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. Well, that right there, that already messed with Abraham's head. Amen? God will never speak to you in the light of what you can. God always speaks to you in the light of what he has already done. Hmm? And he brought him outside. He brought him forth abroad. Look what he did. Remember, the burden of the proof is where? On God to do what? To reveal what is in his hand to get him to believe. So God, he's still doing the same thing today. He revealed what his plan is. It is up to him to show you what's in his hand, and then you have to act on it by faith. Well, Lord, how, how, how am I going to do that? Where is the money going to come from? Hmm? Isn't that the question we always ask? So he brought him forth abroad and said, look now toward heaven. What is he doing? He's speaking to him in a manner that he is accustomed of. He's accustomed of looking at the stars. He's accustomed of, uh, of looking at the moon, the sun. He worships it. He knows 
that someone created it. Hmm? And if thou be able to number them, so what God was doing, using what Abraham knew. So if you were able to number them, he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. Wow. Abraham understood that. Watch this. Keep going. Look at this. And he believed in the Lord. And he counted it to him for what? Righteousness. Why? Because he believed in what God had said. Right? Okay, a couple more. Keep going, Case. And he said unto him, look what the Lord said. I am the Lord that brought thee out of earth of the charity to give thee this land to do what? He said, I'm the one. Remember, everything that we have is where? In Christ. God is doing the same thing. What is he doing? He's revealing himself and showing you in Christ it's the same setup. If you let me. If you let me live life through you. Let Christ live his life through you. He's not dead. He's alive. Hmm? He died. A testament is not put in place to after someone died. He died and rose again and watched it over his own will. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all will catch that later. Okay. Keep going, Casey. And he said, Lord, God, where should I know? Whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? And he said unto him, take a heifer. That's why I get that word heifer from. <laughs> take a heifer of three years old, a she-goat, three years old, a ram, three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. All right. Keep going. And he took unto him all these pieces and divided. It divided them in the midst and laid each piece one against the other. But the birds divided he not. Keep going. And when the fowls came upon the carcasses, Abram drove them away. He's working in his own might. He didn't bring that on his own. God told him. The burden of the proof is always on God. When something come against you and I in our life, it's just like, no. The word has already given us a way of escape. But the righteous speak it on this wise. Jesus defeated you. See how the righteous speak? Move. See, as the righteous, I can speak because my Savior won this for me, put positioned me in this light. 
And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. And lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. See, what God put in, what was it? He went to sleep because why? Covenant, remember vision? Covenant is being cut. Abram getting ready to see some things. Keep going, Casey. And he said unto Abram. Now he's talking to him. Now he's asleep. Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not there and shall serve them and shall afflict them for 400 years. And also that nation whom they shall serve, I will judge after they shall come out with great substance. Right? And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace, and thou shalt be buried in a good old age. But in the fourth generation, they shall come hither again, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. In other words, there's a point in time that God steps into time to bring forth the things that he put in your heart. All right? Here we go. Next verse. And it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, here it is, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. Covenant was being made right there. And in the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram saying, now he sleep. Unto thy seed have I given this land. What is he doing? He revealing his hand. Hmm? From the rivers of Egypt unto the great rivers, even the rivers of Euphrates. You know, when you talk about the rivers, the rivers of Egypt, think about all the stuff that they went through. But when God came to set them free, the plague that was in Egypt was not in Goshen. Hmm? The king knights, the kings of light, all the mice. Keep going. Hittites, Prezite, all of them. Keep going, Casey. All of them. Amorite, Canaanite, Gizeite, all of them. You know, baby, Ray Ray, all of them. <laughs> okay, I got one minute. Yeah, let me let me get into this. Now Sarah, Abram's wife, bare him no children, and she had a handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. God went through all of this to reveal. Now they're getting ready to mess it up right now. But my point is, when righteousness is at stake, remember what he said? He believed God, and it was counted for righteousness sake. Alright? It did not, even though they did, it did not move God. 
It did not sound God say, okay, well, Bobby, you didn't go on too far. I'm going to give me another boy now. No, stay with him. Is that right? Amen. And Sarah said unto Abram, Behold now the Lord has restrained me from bearing. He wanted her to have faith. He wanted her to use her faith. It took her a while before she put her faith in motion. I pray thee, go unto my maid, that it may be that I may obtain children by her, and Abram hearken to the voice of Sarah. They did that in those days. But that wasn't God's way. Hmm? Oh, I'm telling you, sir. That wasn't no black woman. She'll kill you. <laughs> Next verse, Casey. And Sarah, or Sarah, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, after Abram, and had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife. Keep going. What are they doing? Trying to help God. No, that wasn't a black woman. And he went into Hagar and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. Huh? Why? Violation. Watch this. Just give me one more minute. And Sarah said unto Abram, My wrong be upon thee. I've given my maid unto thy bosom, and when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her eye, and the Lord judged between me and thee. Well, who committed the wrong? They did. Why not God judging them? For righteousness' sake. Are oh, you understand what I'm saying? Covenant is at stake here. All right? The church will throw half of us out. Something like this go on. All right? They throw the baby away with the bathwater. Keep going, Casey. But Abram said unto Sarah, Behold, thy maid is in thine hand. Do to her as it pleased thee. And when Sarah dealt harshly with her, she fled from her face. Keep going. And the angel of the Lord found her by the fountain of the water in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way of Shur. Keep going. And he said, Hagar, Sarah's maid, which cometh thou? Where thou go? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarah. And the angel of the Lord said to her, return to thy mistress. What? Go back. Submit yourself under her hand. What's up? Are y'all understanding this? And the angel of the Lord said to her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, and that it shall not be numbered for multitude. He did that. Next verse. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shall bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, 
because the Lord has heard thy affliction. It wasn't her fault. Can you see it? She was innocent. And the angel of the Lord said, oh, is that next verse? And I will be, and he will be, and he will be a wild man, and his hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him, and he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. Keep going. And she called the name of the Lord, and that, that he spoke to her, Thou God seeth me, for she said, Have I also heard, I mean, I also hear, look after him that seeth me. Okay, let's go one. Wherefore, let's see. For, oh, my time is up. Uh, drop down to, uh, what is that, the 20th verse? Chapter 6, 17. It stopped at 16. Go to 16. And Abram was four score and six years old. How old is that? 86. When Hagar bare Ishmael, Abram. So we know Abram wasn't a problem. That couldn't, you know, that couldn't. Uh, it was what? Sarah, right? Her womb was what? But guess what? It was restrained because he needed her to use the word he gave. So a lot of things in our life would be constrained until we use the word he gave us for righteousness sake to release our faith. Uh, now we'll pick it up in Genesis chapter 17 Sunday. And uh, get ready for the ride. Okay? Did y'all learn anything tonight?